Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Holy heartbeat! Welcome to another episode of the Open Mic Podcast. Excellent! With your host, Brad Allen. Well, isn't that extra special? Recorded live at Bay Area Studios. Join Brett each week as he interviews celebrities, influencers, authors, high-level entrepreneurs, and much more. At the open mic, no topic is off limits. Giddy up. And you never know who may stop by. Now, here's your host, Brett Allen. What's up, everybody? Welcome into today's episode of the Open Mic Podcast. It's good to be here with you today. On the show, we have the multi-talented musician, influencer, fashion designer, and mother, Nikki Lund. She comes to us, and she is the absolute best. I think you're going to just fall in love with this person, and the conversation was just the best. It was delightful. And I love that she's a mom first above anything else, and we really connected on that level. And I think a lot of people listening, if not all of you, will connect with her on this level as well. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Be sure to visit our website, theopenmicpodcast.show. Google us, The Open Mic Podcast with Brett Allen, and all of our latest episodes will be available to you as well. Nikki Lund, welcome into the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Well, for those listening, we we oftentimes can see each other. We have a very funny situation here because we're both parents. <laughs> and she mentioned this to me. It's just funny. Uh, before we started rolling tape that her, her child, her son, you said dropped your phone and cracked the screen. <laughs> yeah, Hendrix, he's three. <laughs> yes, yes. So you have a little one. So we definitely relate on that level. But it's funny because I'm always telling my son to be careful and not do things. He, he grabs things. He'll grab this and grab that and have three or four things in his hand. And then they all wind up on the ground. Yes. Something usually gets broken. So Or in the pool. <laughs> in the pool or the toilet. Yes. We've or the had, toilet. We've, yep. had all, <laughs> we've had all of this nonsense. <laughs> all of the above. All the above. It's like, oh so crazy so anyway it's great to have you on the show nikki we have been working on this for a while and things have kind of been busy for you and for me likewise and almost six months later we've connected so thank you for being here nikki lund i'm excited to talk to you we have so many things to cover but i guess the first place i would really want to start is you have kids and we are kind of in lockdown you're in los angeles county and i'm in the bay area how are things for you six, seven months into all of this madness? What has life been like for you having kids at home and you being at home probably a lot more? What's the scoop? Um, have you ever seen the movie The Shining? <laughs> yes. <laughs> kind of like that. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. <laughs> um, no, I mean, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's actually been a lot of testing of patience And, um, you know, you know, looking at things from a different perspective, I'm used to like going, 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 gone. And, um, now it's just a different pace and it's actually been really nice being able to spend time, um, with my son as much as I have been rather than traveling and, you know, doing things, um, over the, over the internet, FaceTimes and things like that. So, you know, the one-on-one time has been really awesome with my family. And, um, so there is an upside to it, but of course, you know, it's 
a little bit of cabin fever going on, you know, where it, you know, I miss just being able to socialize, have friends over freely, um, you know, things like that. So yeah, yeah, it's definitely yeah. different. Especially in your line of work as a fashion designer, fashion consultant, and moving from set to set to set and being in crowds of people to, as you said, doing this over Zoom probably now or however you make it work, it has to be a culture shock. So that I guess that begs the question for me, has it changed your business in the sense of now we're able to do more work over Zoom versus going out and meeting people or has it affected it in the sense of the work has become less and you're having to come up with more creative ways to to do what you do yeah i mean it's uh it's affected different parts of my business um you know as far as styling and you know other projects that i work on obviously the one-on-one in person um has you know dwindled it's not as prevalent as it was um but also things have moved online, which has been nice for my apparel business for actually selling online. Whereas my focus was, you know, you know, getting to certain retailers, even though, you know, the world had changed a lot. Anyhow, a lot of businesses done online. Um, you know, I was focused on certain retailers and brick and mortars, whereas now we've really put full force into the online platform and building that out and creative ways of reaching new, you know, audiences. Um, so, you know, as far as being a stylist and, you know, doing, and that was never my full-time thing anyhow, but that side of it has definitely, for me, I haven't put so much focus into that as I have my actual brand of clothing and building that out online. Very exciting things. And we run in some of the same circles. So, you know, Allie Levine, her styling and all of that. Absolutely. Yes. And I love Allie. Yeah, she actually, that's how I got connected to your publicist, Kelly, was through Allie. And we have developed a good friendship. I helped her out with her podcast in the beginning. So she's mm. fantastic. Yes. and Very watch, cool. Yeah, watching her rebrand and all of that sort of thing. So I don't want to be remiss in not talking about your music before we just get on with this here. You have new music, and that was kind of in part of what was holding things up a little bit because of, in the industry, for those who don't know, we like to talk about things as they become relevant and are happening. You have new music. <laughs> I, I would call it a, a house style, I guess, would be the best yeah. way to describe it. I pump it with my kid around here. We have a lot of fun. It's our cleaning music. <laughs> it's like those audio cues and verbal cues. You know, as a parent, the lights go off, the windows close. <laughs> it's time to chill out. Well, when the music comes on, my son says, Dad, is it time to clean the house? I'm like, yes, this is Dad's friend, and we're going to listen to her music. And then, of course, the questions follow. So let's talk about your inspiration, about your music, how that sort of came about for you, and and what people can expect, Nikki, when they listen to this music. Great. Thank you. Yeah, the the song is called You and I, and the, the more house version is available right now on iTunes. Um, the radio extended version, which you hear on Sirius XM or um, Dance Factory in Chicago, is, um, is going to be out probably within the next week and a half. We're doing a full launch with a music video that's directed by Marcus Mizell. So You and I was a song that I actually wrote years ago, and it is 
basically kind of a, I don't know if I'd say linear love song for a man, or at the time it was. It was just kind <laughs> sure. of like <laughs> but it's kind of like a slightly twisted love song where in a way as it evolved um when I when I revisited it years later I I I realized that it was more of a love song where I'm kind of singing to myself subjectively you know what I mean like in the second position cuz it's you and I so it's like and then looking at myself objectively in the first position you know I which is I and narrating a kind of a self love story unfolding, which was like reminding me to love me first so I can truly love other people as opposed to putting all of my time and energy into a man who didn't reciprocate. If there's no reciprocation and you're giving, 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 then you lose yourself to somebody. So that's, that's not, you and I then became a song when I look back at it as like, you know, loving you, you know, loving yourself, loving you and I, as in, you know, me singing to myself really at this point, as opposed to when I originally wrote the song a couple of years ago. Very deep stuff. Yeah. I think that's <laughs> so important. You know, you and I, uni, you and I. And it's, it, but it's, it's chill and it's fun. You know, yes. right now I think everybody needs a release. They need just a fun song. You know what I mean? If you listen to it, it's just a song. It's like kind of a girl anthem that you just want to turn up and dance and clean your house. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. The pure innocence of a child. You know, I, I think it's important, you know, and when artists write songs and perform them, I think one of the things that I find so interesting is that there's always multiple layers and multiple meanings to a song. So yes, at first listen, it could be like, Oh, she's talking about a dude or it mm-hmm. could be a girl or whatever, but then... Or it could be your dog. It could be your dog or, you know... Uh, that rotten dog. Your swimming pool, whatever. <laughs> it your could phone. Just be your phone, yes. It could be a lot of different things. And I think that it's important, as you said, especially now in this time of our country where it's just so different. And honestly, you know, I think the new normal, this is what the new normal is. I don't think we will ever go back to what we once were at all. Mm-hmm. I can't even I see know. it being a possibility. And and I'm okay with that, although it's unfortunate so many people have been affected by this. Um, I was just, as I side trail here, you know, looking at all these businesses that are just selling stuff because they just, they'll never recover from this ever. And, yeah. um but I love the music. It's a lot of fun. And who are some of your influences just musically in general that you like to listen to and that sort of thing? I love, well, I, I love, um, you know, David Bowie. I love Bob Dylan. I love Madonna. I love um, Cat Stevens. Oh, wow. Wow. The Deep cut. Cat mm-hmm. Stevens. Interesting. I love Cat Stevens. T for the Tillerman. I love uh, Laurie Anderson. Um, I love, uh, gosh, there's just so, Lou Reed. There's so many. I love Red Hot Chili Peppers, Coldplay, Radiohead. You know, there's a lot of, uh, of bands and influences. I love Guns N' Roses. I'm, I'm, I love pop music. I love pop rock. And my, my band that I had for years, Secret Mind with my brother, we're still doing music. Um, you know, is, is pop rock, which is where like you and I kind of originated. It originated as a pop rock song and we kind of remixed it with DJQ. He did this awesome remix and that's what we, we decided to put out for this time. 
that's a little bit more fun and just dancing and feel good music. Um, but you know, as my, as my music progresses and I start releasing some more musical instrumentation stuff, you'll hear the influences of some of my favorite musicians evolve, you know? So, but yeah, I play guitar and piano and, um, all different, you know, I play instruments. So I, I love instrumentation. Um, you know, I even love Trans-Siberian Orchestra, you know. <laughs> so Wow, like crazy. wow. Yeah. We might have to have you back on just to talk music and, and film and stuff. Yeah. Because I tell yeah, you, I know. this is great. This is a lot of fun. Now, mm-hmm. I have to ask this question. I want to switch gears a little bit because you're an influencer of sorts. I would say you have a large social media presence. You post a lot of different types of content and that sort of thing. And and I put out the feelers to some of our listeners who had some questions. If you don't mind, we'd like to kind of play around Robin here a little bit. Mm-hmm. The, the first question I would ask is when you put yourself out there with your content, whatever it might be, how do you manage and mitigate the comments, the DMS, you know, deciding what something is I should respond to or shouldn't respond to and draw that line from what people are seeing and what people think the reality is of you versus what the actual reality is of Nikki Lund. It depends on the message. I get a lot of different kinds of DMs and marriage proposals. I'm sure. (laughs) Uh, Yes, I actually do. I'm sure you do. Yeah, I, I definitely do. Um, you know, those, those, uh, those types of requests, I mean, you know, I, I stay a little bit away from, but, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, uh, it's crazy, that kind of stuff, but it's, you know, it is what it is. Um, yeah, there's, there's certain things, anything psychological or, you know, uh, that's not in my wheelhouse, you know, people asking me life advice, things like that. I, I, I generally will kind of stay away from if I think they're in a delicate place emotionally. Uh, those I definitely stay away from. If somebody's, you know, mean, I get a lot of, you know, haters as we all do. I, I stay away from that, you know, no comment. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, those are the kind of things to stay away from the, the positive, you know, um, reinforcement, uh, comments and the people that are, you know, positive and, you know, looking for, for, for love and positivity. I reply to, you know, you got to feed the belly of the right monster. I like that. That actually could be, in all seriousness, a quote for this episode because it's very true. That is very profound. You've got to feed the right belly of the right monster. You got to feed, yeah, it's true. You got to feed the belly of the right monster. You you really have to because if not, you can get consumed and caught up in all of this. Yeah, there's only so much time, you know, in this world. Time is the only true commodity that we have. And so when you sit and you, you... spend your time on the wrong things, you end up in the wrong place emotionally or physically. So I try to really not, not engage in that type of nonsense. Well, I imagine too, being at the platform level that you're at, you have a lot of young girls, a lot of young women who probably look up to you, who Mm -hmm. want what you have. And I think you do a good job of, of balancing that in a healthy way, right? Your feed is very, balanced you're putting different pieces of content out promoting whatever it is that you might be promoting so that leads me to the second part of the question you have a child which we mentioned how Mm -hmm. do you strike a balance protecting him 
from what you're doing versus just being a mom and kind of meeting in the middle, if that question makes sense, and and finding that healthy balance? I find the balance uh, by, you know, really it's just structure, just having a structured schedule for him where I know that he's doing, you know, this at this time, that at this time, and then try to insert my schedule uh, into times that I can, you know, break away for 30 minutes at a clip and sit with him and, you know, if it's doing magnets, his ABC magnets, or it's doing something, spending time, you know, listening to what he, you know, learned today or, you know, whatever it is, it's prioritizing is really what it is and compartmentalizing my life. And, and yeah, I think that that's really how to balance is, is planning. And then also at, at the end of the day, I'm not, I don't really put my son on social media. If I Mm -hmm. do, it's usually in a story. He doesn't have his own, um, he doesn't have his own Instagram. He doesn't have his own Facebook. You know, people write me all the time about him. Everyone says, I, you know, why don't I post him more? Why don't I, you know, I'm, I am, I'm personally don't do that because I'm uncomfortable with that. I just know there's too many, too many creeps online and, um, I'm not, I, I, my private life is my private life. I'm a very private person. People know that about me. I always have been. I don't, I don't do that. I separate the two people know I'm a mom, you know, they know that they know that I, you know, that's, that's what I, what I am, but that's not what I do publicly. I'm a singer and a fashion designer and, um, an entrepreneur. And I happen to be a mom as well, but my, my son is not a a topic of discussion. I think that's important too, because oftentimes, and I don't want to down shame or anybody that puts their kid on social media, because there's a lot of people that do it, right? I mean, a lot of celebrities, they might have their own Facebook page for their kid or an Instagram, whatever the case might be. Yeah. But it's, it's a conscious decision because when he's older and he realizes what mom does, it, it could have a very negative effect on your child, right? He'd be like, yeah. mom, why did you do this? But it's just kind <laughs> of like keeping that balance and, and being a mom and then being a, a musician and a designer and just learning to separate all of those worlds. And you, you have it all together quite well, which I think is great. And you're able to protect your life and protect your kid. And mm-hmm. it, it all works out right at the end. If there was somebody listening to this episode and there was a piece of advice that you could give them about mental health or perception or something along those lines that perhaps you wish somebody would have told you when you get started, when you got started in this industry, uh, what would that be to them? Stick to your instincts and your truth. You know, don't be affected by what people say. It's, it's like people, people who, who haven't done it shouldn't tell you how to do it, you know? And if they have done it, they don't really care to, to tell you how to do it because they understand what it takes to do it. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, I don't take advice from people that I didn't ask them for their advice. Right. So people who I generally want advice from aren't trying to give me <laughs> advice. advice. You know, so it's like you just have to be you just have to be careful with with where you get your information from and where it's coming from. You know, cuz pe- there is such thing as people being a mouthpiece for 
for, you know, not the right place. And I, w- I would say always stick to your instincts, stick to your gut, stick to your truth, speak, speak your truth. And, and, um, I'll obviously speak with love and respect towards people. Don't ever, you know, put people down. I'm not saying just speak your truth, you know, be kind, but, but live your truth and live into the question of whatever it might be that you're questioning, do the work. Um, and don't be afraid and don't be, you know, um, blinded or stopped by somebody else's insecurities or limitations. Cause we all are, have our own fingerprint. We all have our own place in this world. As long as we have breath in our lungs, we have a purpose to be here and living into the question is just fulfilling your, your purpose every single day more and more. Yeah. I think that's super important to, to do that. Cause it's very easy to go astray sometimes if we start listening to people mm-hmm who don't have the right to speak into our lives or we just kind of get mixed in a myriad of counselors. Right. And then all of a sudden we're off on this Mm -hmm. crazy path and we didn't realize how we got Mm -hmm. there. Right. And we've kind of just diluted everything Mm -hmm. that we've done and that we've created, which brings up an interesting topic that I would like to discuss with you. And I talked to a lot of people about this is the idea of perception because perception is something Mm -hmm. that we deal with a lot what people think of us versus what we think of ourselves. And you sort of alluded to this earlier, which prompted the question to me, how do you deal with people's perception of you, whether it's positive or negative? What are some ways that you sort of work through that versus what you know to be true versus what the media or other people might think about you? If, if that question makes sense. Basically, I think, you have to kind of, um, in a way, you do have to manage it, right? You can't just say like, I don't care what people think because ultimately, you know, it's your responsibility as a public figure to manage that, right? And be responsible and be accountable. You know, I'm a mom. So when I see people in the public that act ridiculous or say ridiculous things, it bothers me that they're public figures and say they don't care when there's children watching, right? Mm -hmm. There's, there's people that are, that are impressionable. So you have to be accountable. And in doing that, I guess, you know, like I said before, you, you know, you have to live your truth, but you have to be careful, right? You have to be kind and you have to be respectful. Um, but you know, making, making, uh, you know, a healthy, uh, um, in your own way, a healthy brand, you know, for yourself, that's truth. And that has the proper DNA in it. And, um, embracing your personal style. If you have a personal style, embrace it and bring it out so that it's something that's unique. Um, you know, perception is always going to be like my mother said in the eye of the beholder. So you can't control how people perceive you. And I wouldn't worry about how people perceive you, but I would worry about how you perceive yourself and how you portray yourself. So you have to manage people's perceptions to the best of your ability by, by managing yourself, right? being responsible for how you come off, what you wear, what you say. That's, that's my own uh, opinion. If you do the best at managing how people perceive you and how you want to be perceived, then it doesn't really matter what people think. Wow. I love it. That's fantastic. Nikki, you are the absolute best. One last question (laughs) here as we wrap up a little bit of a lighter note, people want to know when you're not doing fashion design and music, 
Obviously, you're a mom first. What do you do to entertain yourself? What is fun for you? What keeps you occupied when you're not working? Oh, my gosh. Um, you know, I love cooking. So I love to cook. I, I just, it's in my family. It's in my genes. I love cooking and, and uh, finding new recipes. That's so fun for me. I love to dance. I paint. I play instruments, obviously. You know that. Um, recently, I've kind of decided I want to get into gardening. I know that's so <laughs> weird, but... Um, you know, I'm, I'm really obsessed with like, uh, you know, organic, um, fresh fruit and vegetables. So that's something that, you know, I, I haven't totally done it, but it's something in my mind that I, I really want to do. Um, so yeah, I love to make jewelry, like just for fun, like jewelry making, um, even though, you know, it's come up as, as adding something like that to my line. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I love going on hikes and, and oddly enough, I love playing board games, <laughs> love board games. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the quarantine has done a lot of things to us. Hide and seek with my son is amazing. Oh yeah. The best, the best. Yep. I think board games, anything you can do with your kids, I think trumps everything else. It uh, does. It in does. that regard. And, and I think it's important to just live a well and healthy, balanced life, which is great. Well, if people want to connect with you, Nikki, and follow you on social media, check out your music, all of that sort of thing, what are your socials so they can do so? On Instagram, you can go to Nikki Lund, N-I-K-K-I Lund, L-U-N-D, official. And um, Facebook, I believe, is the number one Nikki Lund. And I think that's also on my Twitter, number one Nikki Lund. My website is NikkiLund.com. You can also shop it on nickylund.com but the actual handle is shop.nickylund.com and i have a youtube that is uh, youtube slash nickylund <laughs> everything is nickylund be sure to check it out support <laughs> her fashion line um <laughs> yeah i have the 10 essentials i have 10 essentials the 10 essentials are awesome you should check them out it's 10 easy pieces you can make into 100 outfits you can oh, wear yeah, them the, forwards, is that the backwards. capsule wardrobe sort of thing i see i do yeah. some things yeah okay a lot of my former coworkers yeah were all into capsule wardrobes and actually suggested it to me so i have yeah. a capsule wardrobe that i wear well i don't really i work from home these days now so i really don't dress up much i i always joke with people i haven't worn <laughs> jeans since march so <laughs> Um, I, I know, right? It's like sweatpants. Invested in athleisure wear and fashion forward conscious sweatpants, which is horrible, but yeah, luxury, luxury sweatpants. <laughs> you know, we joke about that, but I had Tim Gunn on my show a few months ago and we were joking. Oh, cool. I love him. Yeah, he was the best. And he's, he calls himself pedantic, but it's funny because he made the joke about, he goes, these people who pay three or $400 for a pair of sweatpants. He's like, I don't understand it. He's like, why don't you put that towards a charity or something and just buy a nice hundred dollar pair of sweatpants or tracksuit. Yeah, right. Exactly. Whatever, you know, you think is necessary for comfortability. Again, mm -hmm. you know, if, if somebody's listening that spends that kind of money again, I'll probably get lots of emails, but it's just kind of like, you know, be conscious about what you do. But uh, yeah, mm -hmm. it's all casual wear these days, um, which is just 
hilarious. But it is. Everyone is all into the Uggs and the sweatpants. <laughs> yes, yes. Especially in California now where we just can't go anywhere or do anything. So Yeah, I know. The lockdown is crazy. Unbelievable. Well, Nikki, thanks for joining me on the podcast today. It's been a blast. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun. Thank you. That brings today's episode to an end. Thanks for choosing to stop by and listen. If you enjoyed the show, consider sharing it with a friend and hitting the subscribe button. It's absolutely free. The views and opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. Until next time, cheers. Ow.